Welcome to all our dads out there and welcome into all our moms. You are listening to episode 105 of the Fade You podcast. Today is Tuesday, December 7th, 2021. Follow us on Twitter at Fade You Sports. Give us a follow, subscribe to the pod, listen to our shows. We do a nice job. Got a couple dads here with me tonight. My name is Matthew James. We are a little shorthanded. Joe is tied up at work, unfortunately. Uh, Chris, is he working or golfing? I think he went on a little par three round today because he's going to lucky him's going to Pinehurst this weekend. Right. Uh, so he wanted to get a little, little warm up round in. Is he, is he potting Thursday? Can we talk to Joe about Pinehurst before he leaves? Do you know when yeah, they leave? Let's try, let's try to get him. I'm not sure the exact time. Let's see if he can fit you one in. Courses he's playing. I think he's doing three. I think he's doing like uh, I saw the yeah. center. at least they're doing number two. They're doing the, the legit I mean, you have one. To do two. Yeah. yeah, I played two and seven, I believe, when I went there. Yeah, they got caddies. They got the whole experience. Yeah. They got free breakfast and dinner. Oh, yep. man. Yeah. yeah, we'll have to talk to Joe about that. Uh, and Kyle, you can reminisce about yours. Oh, yeah. um, so no Joe. Joe is working, getting ready for number two. Uh, Neil, we think, is flying back from Hawaii tonight. Neil is still alive, Kyle, right? Yeah, yeah, we spoke the other day. Um, he's, I, I saw his wife, you know, post some photos of the family on their last day. So, you know, from our last text about possibly going to the Lakers-Celtics game tonight and him saying, sorry, man, I'm going to be uh, coming back late. Pretty sure he's on an airliner right now. All right, well, safe travels to our dad, Big Nelly. So that means it's me. My name is Matthew James here with Chris Duke. Uh, Chris, thanks for being here, Dad. Of course, man. Love to recap the weekend, look ahead to what we can make some money on this week. Hell yeah. And Kyle, I got to tell you, you know, we've had some cooler weather here in Southern California. Some rainy, gray, cloudy weather. This makes me think of back in the day. Before you were married, before you're about to have a baby, when we were young, going to mama's, having pozole soup. Oh, yeah. Just the two of us. Oh, Ugh. good old days. Oh, man. Man, we would go there four times a week. I don't even know how we afforded life. You would ask for the large bowl with extra chicken, and you would yep. ask for as much chicken as you will put in there. Yeah. <laughs> And we were there so much. They, I mean, they legit would bring me a bowl that yep. I don't even think they serve to normal people. Don't you wish you could go back and tell your 26 year old self, just in, these are the good old days. Just enjoy these. Cause you're going to miss these when you're in your mid to late thirties. Yep. Yeah. <sighs> Where does the time go? So many other things. Oh man. Okay. Well, anyway, I think we have, um, we have a few things to talk about tonight. I want to do this first because we missed this. Chris, on our last pod, and Kyle, you were here too. We were taking care of a really, really drunk dad on last pod. So this one slipped through the cracks. 
we had the Grizzlies, the Memphis Grizzlies beat the Oklahoma City Thunder 152 to 79. 152 to 79. The Grizzlies beat the Thunder by 73 points. That was a new NBA record. Chris, the Grizzlies led at one point by 78. We've wow. got to shout out the scum of the earth. It's literally scum of all time that the OKC Thunder were that night. And I mean, my God, I don't even know what to say. It's a beautiful thing, man, when the teams don't uh, let off the gas like that. But the best part is, is we can remind the viewers, what did they do? Then the game after they get obliterated by more than anyone in the history of the game, they go out and win outright in Detroit as four point dogs. So just. If there's ever a chance to forget what you just fucking saw, that's a perfect example. And that's why I wanted to ask you about it, because you're not afraid to back a team after they just got their teeth kicked in. You say, good, give me that team the next game. Good. That's perfect. I love it. I love how shitty the Bills looked last night, because now I want to take them against Tom, the high-flying Bucks. We always just want to buy low, sell high. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of bad teams in the NBA. The Thunder are one, the Pistons, the the Rockets. But uh, a lot of times when these teams continue to get humiliated, these are professional athletes and they they will show up from night to night. So when it gets inflated, don't be afraid to take the poop, folks. Kyle, do you think you've ever lost anything in your life like the Thunder lost that night by 73? Um, yeah, I mean, probably back in those pickup days, you know, throwing my shoes at refs. I mean, you'd argue I I lost, uh, you know, a lot more than 73 points in that, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty crazy for a professional NBA game, you know, not, not college, you know, not a top 10 matchup where it's like, sure. Like one team just brought it, other team just tanked, but that's. Yeah, when I saw that score the next day, that was definitely a wait, wait, and beat what? Holy shit. It's like this is professional sports. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh my God. Well, I, I had to refresh my app because I just I, I couldn't believe it at first. I thought it was a glitch. Wow. Yeah, I kept looking. I think I saw it in the second or third and was like, oh shit, this team's getting destroyed. And then I looked again, like Kyle said, and I was like, I thought it was like a 50 point game, but I was like, holy shit that math is wrong it's like doubled (laughs) it's like 70 to 140 like holy shit oh god thoughts and prayers to anyone who took the like the thunder on the live line when it was what like 50 i mean (laughs) because you're like okay they're not gonna lose by 50 and then it's down and then they're down 60 and then they're down 70 and you're like oh my fuck i can't believe i regret so much that we didn't have i mean riley was blacked out on Thursday's pod that I didn't get a chance to ask him about that because he wouldn't have believed it. So let's pivot to this. Um, Luckily, we're joined by uh, the great Michael Lombardi to talk about last night's Monday night football game between the Buffalo Bills and the, of course, much superior New England Patriots. Lombardi, what do you got on last night's game? 
man, did you see that display? The Bills? I mean, uh, Bill Belichick basically told you what he was going to do. I mean, uh, the first play of the game, you know, early on, Harris breaks for 73 yards, and you'd think, hey, hey, Bills, maybe they're going to bring the run. And uh, nope, off the guard, off the tackle, over and over again. Um, you know, you think this Bills team would just figure it out. But, uh, you know, it's it's Bill Belichick. I mean, you know, I was I was the GM there for, for years, three time, uh, you know, Super Bowl champ winning GM. And you just it just shows you it's just beautiful. I mean, seriously, how much of a genius is this guy, Matthew James? <laughs> well done. What this sets up is that the Pats are well in control of the AFC East. And the Bucks are looking very good. And now no one can stop talking about a potential Brady versus Belichick Super Bowl with the Bucks versus the Pats. Kyle, what are your thoughts when you think about that being the potential matchup? Because I have my thoughts, but I want to know what you guys think. Bucks versus Pats. Whew, didn't we already see that a couple months ago? Yes, we did. Yeah, that, that, that would be my thought. Oh, we already saw this. Give me something mm-hmm. new. And I know, I know the Pats are a way different team, but uh, I, I'd put my money that neither team makes it to the Super Bowl right now. Just there's a can lot. You, mm-hmm. Can you imagine? So you, you mentioned it. We had this a couple months ago. And we had that whole narrative of, of Brady versus Belichick for a whole week. Can you imagine two weeks of that leading up to the Super oh. Bowl? I'd rather kill myself. Yeah, like I and I probably the thing that sucks is that the game's in LA and it's kind of tempting if it's a solid matchup. And I I get it, like that's a solid matchup, but I that doesn't interest me at all. It it really doesn't. So it'd be I probably wouldn't even watch it. And I definitely wouldn't even consider going because it's your like, child might be being born. It it might, yeah. She might be being born on Super Bowl Sunday. So if that happens, I hope. You know, I hope she's born on Super Bowl Sunday so I don't have to watch that um, cluster you, of, of Belichick and Brady just, you know, touching tips. Can you imagine being able to go back in time? Let's see. We're kind of old. So Brady's been winning Super Bowls for tw- literally 20 years now. Yeah. So can you imagine getting to go back in time to yourself when you're what, like 14, 15 and saying, hey, guess what? Someday when your child's being born, Brady's going to be winning another Super Bowl. I, I'd say, wow, I must be having a kid in my mid to early tw- 20s. <laughs> yeah. Because like, what the fuck? 30, I'd be like, that's a long career for, for somebody, especially a quarterback. I mean, we're all Niner fans. Steve Young wanted to play until his 40s, and it, it just took one Aeneas Williams you know, hit to – no pun intended, blindside his career. So, yeah, yeah, I, I would not believe it at all. Poor shit. Just, Chris, what the fuck is Dennis doing right now? <laughs> what do you mean? Did he just fire a random-ass college basketball game again? Yeah, he's uh, on the over. It looks like it's free money. It might be like 126 and a half. High flying OU Sooners against the uh, Butler Bulldogs. So we'll see. God. Uh, 
Well, we'll talk about Dennis in a second. Chris, what do you think? What is, does Belichick Brady do anything for you for the Super Bowl? Does that get your does that get your wiener hard, or are you tired of it like everybody else? Yeah, no, I mean, I, I don't care, man. I, I just want – I love whoever gets there just because I, I look at it as strictly a try to make some money, you know, and uh, I don't know. I think the narrative would be, you know, they won already in – you know, they went to Foxborough and won already uh, on a, you know, a windy night. And, uh, you know, hopefully the dens of the world would think Bucks will do it again. You know, Mac Jones, the rookie QB. A lot of people probably won't trust that. Um, that's why I think they might get bounced before the Super Bowl. But uh, you're not going to be able to throw the ball three times in the playoffs and uh, get victories. I think uh, someone, whether it's Andy Reid or the bills again or someone will make adjustments uh, john harbaugh someone will figure it out and stop that run so he'll have to make some throws and uh it's a lot of pressure on a rookie man who who have we seen that's been amazing in, as a rookie was it big ben made a, a big run in his first year is that right kyle was it Ro- was roethlisberger a rookie when they beat yeah, seattle yeah yeah i guess it's kind of similar because i mean Younger people now see Big Ben and they're like, who's that dead guy out there? But once upon a time, he was doing things like Mac Jones is doing now where they're not asking him to do much. They're running the ball a fuck time. It was Jerome Bettis and the Steel Curtain and and all those fuckers. So, yeah. I think they went 14 and two his first year or something crazy. God, you might be right. Yeah. Was that the one that tied him with the Niners, Kyle? Yeah. Wasn't there wasn't the second one the the one yeah. for the thumb? Yep. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, because so they, they have four in the seventies. So his first was their fifth, and then they got their sixth. And now the Pats have six. Ugh. God. Yeah. Crazy. All right. But yeah, I I wouldn't mind. I would love the narrative. I would love and to want to hear what people thought and uh you know, just hammer away. Okay. We have to, before we get to a break, talk about what Dennis did over the weekend. Uh, Chris, it was a, it was an okay week last week until Thursday when he had the Cowboys over the Saints and got all those. And then Saturday morning, Dennis gets buried. He goes one and nine in the early and and middle window culminating. He was on Georgia. Uh, Bama wins outright. It was great. We're, We're nine and one. We're feeling awesome. I'm on the phone with you. And then he sweeps Saturday night. So we give some back there. He got Wake and he got Michigan. And then Sunday, he just proceeds to completely bend us over. And Sunday, he goes 14 and five. It's the worst Sunday we've had fading den this season. Um, what happened? And, and what do we take from there like for people who are like oh man this isn't this isn't working what do you say yeah uh i mean i you know you listen to all the the pods and stuff with people simon hunter stuff like that he said yeah the, the public did well i mean all those teasers you know in the early slot um besides the lions and so he chose i mean all you can say is he chose the the right ones um we all know you're not gonna make a living uh in the nfl laying you know, seven to 10 points on the road with heavily bet, you know, public favorites. So, uh, 
And then he went three and one on, he almost went four and one on, he chose the, the two squarest totals on the board, the highest totals. And they, those guys just came out firing. I mean, it was in the first half, we were dead, you know, midway through the, the second quarter on those. And then if it wasn't for a dropped pass by gauge in the last second in the Falcons, we, he would have went four and zero on totals. So, you know, he, he hit his favorites, he hit the Eagles, he hit the, um, you know, the overs, and then he, you know, just took care of business, hit the Cardinals was easy for him. Thanks Dalton for the freaking interceptions, you idiot. So Jesus. it happened. Yeah. It's, you just have to look at it and say, all right, the guy's betting almost entirely favorites and he's taken them in, in the first half and for the full game. And he's taking quarters sometimes. And it just can't be a long-term winning strategy. And our, and our spreadsheet shows that it's not, I think that's a lot of NFL. And I guess, Chris, what you would point to is the game last night. Perfect example of why Dennis's strategy is going to blow up in his face at times. He goes one in five on Monday night football. Yep. He takes the over, right? Everyone, uh, I don't know. Uh, it was funny because you don't want to pay attention to the weather stuff. And at first we thought we were going to lose that total because uh, they came out and score, you know, seven, 15 real quick. It was eight, seven before you could blink. And we're thinking, yep. shit, this is going to go over. And, uh, then the pace slowed down, got to, you know, missed field goals and all kinds of, you know, obviously the Patriots weren't throwing. So that clock wasn't stopping. And then um, it just uh, ended up really slowing up in the second half. He had faith in his bills, fired them second half. They failed them. So he stuck with his, his favorite and uh, goes one in five. And again, a short road division dog caches for the Sharpies. All right, so better days ahead for Team Fade Den for sure. We want to touch on a little more NFL. We want to talk about college bowls on the other side of the break, so stay with us for that. All right, well, can we get Josh Allen out of the MVP conversation after last night? Is that safe? Yes, please. Okay. Chris, you want to make the case? Go ahead. Even though he's six or seven to one, it's like, why is it should be? fucking 20 to one but whatever yeah he's he's out now, chris you want to make the case for a non-quarterback correct yeah i mean it's not gonna happen but uh i made the case to you guys that having him at a uh, you know 125 to one is not a bad number and uh if he keeps it up maybe you know it's putting up record type numbers how could you see uh, i think the last non-quarterback to win it was it Peterson. Yeah. Adrian Peterson so. back in his yeah. heyday. Yeah. I think you're right. Crazy to see him continuing to get signed by teams. So that's another story. Could you <laughs> see it going to a non-quarterback Kyle, or is it just the, the age we live in and they're going to just give it to one of them? Yeah. It kind of seems that way unless you're going to, I mean, JT, I mean, he's having one of the best rushing years of recent memory and who knows what would have happened if uh Derek Henry stayed healthy would have been fun to see those two kind of uh you know go in for the rushing title has uh, uh has Taylor scored in like 10 games in a row something like that it's something crazy yeah I mean and somehow I still suck at fantasy having him just it's <laughs> quite quite funny but um I mean as far as running backs go I feel like it's Jonathan Taylor or nobody wide receivers. You got Cooper cup, you got, you know, 
at Cooper Cup because <laughs> I mean even Justin Jefferson, you know, not, not quite not quite doing doing enough. Uh, you think about all the top receivers, so yeah, it's probably gonna be a quarterback again because even even your top defenders, you know, it's it's just not gonna happen in this day and age. I mean, it's gonna be Brady again, right? As much as we've talked about Brady way too much on this pot already. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't He's got ten, man. He's got ten interceptions. This seems like a lot for an MVP. But man, if Kyler Murray didn't get injured, I mean, yeah. that that we all made seemed primed to win. So, I mean, who knows? I mean, can they give it to a guy who missed three games? I don't know. Well, what if they go fifteen and two? Yeah, I mean, I mean they might not lose again. Like, I mean, even or fourteen and three, thirteen and four, finish with the number one seed in yeah. the NFC. What do I have Murray at? I've got Murray at I got 2000 to 1 or something. Or no. I got him early in the season. So I September 18th, that's what like week 2. I got him at 9 to 1 there. Yeah, let me see. You down for now. I don't know what he let's see what he's at. Yeah, I have he's plus like 2000. I have 100 to 1 2 grand on him. Okay. 20 to one. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's most likely going to go to Murray Rogers uh, or Dak or Brady, one of those four, but I'm saying if there's a non quarterback you want to have, I mean, I mean, it's kind of cool that I got it at 125 to one. And I think it's down to like 60 something to one now. Cause he just went out and balled out again, another 120 yards and a touchdown. So we can keep it up. He's had one dud this whole year. And it was against the Cardinals when they got killed and he had like 64 yards. But other than that, he's had 90 plus yards. He's got a hundred catches. And the one stat I loved zero fumbles lost. I mean, that means you can throw it to this guy a hundred times. That fool is not coughing it up. It's a pretty cool stat. What record he's on pace to break some records, right? Is it receptions? Is it yards? Yeah, I think it's, yeah, I think it's yards something over like 2000 something yards. Interesting. Okay. Well, I mean, they got a big game on Monday night. If he balls out and we'll see if the, we'll see if the odds continue to drop on that. I don't know. I, I can't see it, but who knows? Um, I said, we talked about Brady a lot. I think the, the bucks bills game next week is pretty interesting. Chris, you talked when we opened the pod about maybe buying low on Buffalo, uh, I mean, you've got to think that's going to be a one where the squares saw Buffalo struggle and they've seen the Bucks look pretty good for a number of weeks in a row now since they lost to Washington. Uh, is that set up for a – didn't you promise a naked chug if Dan's not on the Bucks? Dude, and have my wife uh, film me with my leg up like uh, fucking Captain <laughs> Morgan. Yeah, I mean, I just don't see how he, he – I was telling someone about this the other day too. That's how Dennis bats. He – He'll take a team like he did on Monday night, the Bills, and they they fucked him, right? He got raped. And then now, and he saw the Bucks play well. The Bucks have been good to him this year. And now he'll see the short little minus two, minus three, and be mad at the Bills, fire the Bucks, and then the Bills will go cover as a road dog, and he'll get go 0 for 2 on a team. So hopefully that happens. We'll see. Uh, but that's going to be a – going to be a pretty good game and it's going to be a really big game for the bills because all of a sudden they're in a wild card spot and they're uh they've slipped here after losing that really bad game to the jags 
Yeah, Kyle, the, the Bills, their AFC East dream is over. And they now need to secure a playoff spot. I mean, the AFC playoff picture right now is insane with the number of teams that are actually in this thing. And uh, do you agree with Chris? Do you think this is an opportunity to, to buy low on a team that we all thought was one of the best in the league for a few weeks there? I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I definitely like what, he, what he's saying about playing the Bills this week. You know, they, they look so good this start. You know, we said it on the pod last week, you know, is win or, you know, be the Patriots bitch for the next decade. So right on pace for that. So, I mean, they, they have to get up at some point, you know, three passes for Mac Jones last night. They got ran on 46 times. It's just... <laughs> You knew what was coming. You just couldn't quite do enough offensively with, you know, your MVP. So, you know, they, they have a lot to prove. And like you said, they're fighting for their playoff, you know, hopes at this point. So they, they got to get a W because another L it's not going to look good. I'm curious what you would say to this, Kyle. I mean, I, I agree. The spot seems to be good for like this buy low on the bills, but you alluded to it. What about the fact that they did? So they played on Monday night. They, I mean, they got the crap kicked out of them. Extremely, extremely physical game, having to get ran on that many times. People are going to point out that this could be a fatigue spot playing on a short week, going on the road to Florida. Um, after being in a really physical game, could you see? Anything to that, or is that kind of just ignore because it's outweighed by the desperation? I mean, I mean, I feel, I feel like you can make a narrative in any scenario to fit, you know, what side you want to bet on. But, you know, it was cold. So, I mean, at least by they're getting pounded, they're getting nice too. So they had that <laughs> going for them. But, you know, going travel, you know, it's not going to be that far. Miami's playing better though. So it's going to be another physical division game so yeah well another one I really want to ask you about because you've been on both of these teams a lot what (laughs) the hell do you do with the Niners Bengals I mean you, you gotta go with the Niners because my boy Burrow I don't know snapped his finger off so yeah unless you can put that up a magical butt and get that thing back to health, we might be watching the Bengals uh, postseason hopes dwindle away with his finger because that did not, that did not look good. Uh, It did not look, it looks like something that could hinder him for the rest of the season. Um, And, you know, they're seven and five as well. So they're right there in the thick of things. And I mean, what, what do they have five games left? I mean, even, even going three and two, there's just so much there in the AFC, that's probably not going to get it done depending on tiebreakers. Chris, the look ahead on this one was Bengals minus two and a half. And then you and I like to look at these, what just happened this week. Uh, The Niners go lose in Seattle as a favorite and the Bengals lose at home to the Chargers as a favorite. I think this one actually opened with the Niners as a favorite. I'm confirming that right now. Yeah, and then it kind of flipped. And then it did flip. Uh, Circa right now has pick, but there are some books that have 
Bengals minus one. Weird game. Yeah, weird game. It's a really good one. I know a lot of folks are listening to Chad Melman and and stuff and Simon Hunter. They kind of don't know where to put their finger. I don't really – I don't know if I'll play it either. Uh, I think both pretty evenly matched teams, um, you know, going at it. And like Kyle said with the whole – you just don't know if Burrow's going to be right. Are we going to, do I want to fade the injury narrative? Is he going to be perfect? And then, or do I, do you want to see, you know, Niners going to that East coast and just kind of taking it too Cincy uh, like they have historically. Well, the other thing here with this one too, and Kyle, stop me if you've heard this before Niners injury issues, um, Mitchell's in the concussion protocol. That's uh, that you never know with that. Debo, we're not sure. Um, Bengals have a lot of a, a few guys out on defense as well. But shit, if the Niners don't have any healthy running backs, I don't know what they're going to do. Yeah, because this time around, jokingly, they can't just hand it off to Debo. Uh, yeah, yeah. Even even with Debo out, I mean, Kittle, Kittle was you know it's nice to see him. Kittle's unbelievable. Involved. Yeah, but you know, Ayuk, it's still kind of like, man, this is your moment to shine. I mean, especially with all the attention on Kittle, you're just kind of waiting for Ayuk to make a, a big play. He had a couple decent ones, but, you know, just nothing that breaks the game open like Devo's been doing. So th- those are the things that I kind of took from, you know, what I was able to see during that game. But, I mean, both teams have injuries. It's just which, which team can overcome it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we've learned more this year most of these injuries just don't mean shit. We're, we're watching quarterbacks come in for a week or two, cover the spread, rookie quarterbacks, uh, just all these narratives that, you know, all the pros used to, you know, just wait on and just play these lines. They're just, they're, they're not coming through this year. So I, and I don't know if that's a, a this year thing. Cause I felt like we kind of saw it last year too. It just seems to be the new football. I think parody is that it's, like all time high. I don't want to talk about too many games right now because we've got another show later this week, but Chris, is there one more game that has your attention that you think is kind of interesting? Yeah, this week seems, uh, seems a little bit more fun in terms of, uh, less big dogs. I think, I think there's, uh, you know, a couple I see, but a lot of them are a little tighter spreads uh, this week. A lot of minus twos, minus threes, minus sixes. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm really stoked for all the the primetime games. I'm really, I don't know which Steeler team is going to show up, which Vikings team is going to show up. And then I really am looking forward to the Bears and Packers. Is this too many for a divisional game? We know how bad the Bears have been and how Rodgers just owns them. And I'm interested to see how the Rams bounce back after getting destroyed by the Cardinals at home, you know, a month or two ago. So uh, we'll see if the you no know, nice division matchup, a couple division matchups to finish our week up. So you, you talked about green Bay Rogers told the bears fans to their face that he owns them. Can you explain to me why the fuck are we getting the bears and Matt Nagy's sorry ass on primetime again? Someone says this might be the most points Nagy's ever gotten. Uh, interesting. Never been a 12 or 13 point dog, I guess, huh? I faded Nagy last week. I got no problem doing it again if this is ever <laughs> under two touchdowns. Uh, prove me wrong, Nagy and Andy Dalton and 
I don't know what they're doing in Chicago. Hmm. Uh, I don't know what Lombardi's going to do when Nagy gets fired. I mean, that's uh, that's one of the best ones out there right now. Kyle, what about you? You right. look at the slate. Anything else stand out to you? I mean, honestly, I think the only game I looked at was the Niners and Bengals. I, I looked okay. at it and I'm like, <laughs> I mean, I've said it a couple times on this pod. I've thrown in the towel weeks ago with the contest. I, I think this might just be a, Hey guys, what are you playing? Okay, sounds good. Just include that with the Niners for me. Done. Yeah, one game that smelly right. poop. I'll assure you that smelly poop. Just like I said last week, I will have Seahawks in my five, and I probably will have the shitty Steelers in my five. I'm on a nice little run in the contest. I will have Giants catching double digits of the Chargers. You know my rule: don't lay it with them, and especially not double digits with the gods that are the road dog covering giants unless hopefully danny's back i don't know i'll have to think twice if it's uh mr long neck okay chris it's not going to be either it's not going to be either one so here's the thing you're right that you typically you want to have you want to be getting points on the road with the giants but the last time we saw them on the road catching a lot of points they got dismantled by the bucks i think that was another monday night football banger um yeah. Daniel Jones is not going to be back, and he's the one who's been good at covering spreads as a road dog. I don't think it's the long neck. He's concussed. So I think it's going to be Jake Fromm, who the, the Giants oh, just wow. got from the Bills practice squad. But here's what's interesting to bring that up. Uh, somebody had a stat earlier this season. I've got to get the exact number, but QBs making their first start, first career start, have been really good against the spread. So, oh yeah, that was that was us talking earlier on. Yeah, I said I think it was catching more, more than a, was it more than a touchdown or is anywhere? I think it was more than a field goal. So if you're catching more than like four or five points or up, they're just really good. Yeah, like 70 percent in the last we'll, 15, 20 years. Yeah, yeah, we'll revisit that for the Thursday pod because that could be really interesting because you've got probably the the young guy making his first career start and you've got the Chargers laying points at home not to mention off a huge road win. This could be one where you would need a hazmat suit to be on the Giants on a third-string quarterback against the mighty Chargers who just had a big win. But I don't know, that that might be a, uh, a diamond in the rough right there. So we'll keep yeah. an eye on, you know, we'll keep an eye on that Chargers one for sure. suck at stopping the run, so maybe a heavy dose of Booker and Barkley or something. So we'll There see. you go. Yeah, keep it simple. Um, let's finish the show with this. You're going to get a lot of people talking about bowl games and I want to bet on so-and-so in some, whatever the fuck bowl. And Kyle, we were talking before the show for a couple minutes. You want to give people a word of warning before they go too crazy with some of these bowls. I mean, it, it's probably, you know, what I got in trouble with a couple weeks ago, just saying, you know, there's more to it, but a lot of these players don't care about these bowl games. The schools do because they get money, but the players don't give a fuck. Like, are you telling me that Fresno State cares about the Mobile New Mexico Bowl? Like, Chris, you and Joe are excited about that. <laughs> no, maybe to fade them. Exactly. Like, you know, the these 
they're fun to watch. I mean, Oregon State, Utah State, pretty good seasons. The Jimmy Kimmel LA Bowl, what the hell is that? It's not called that. Tell me it's yes, not it actually. Is. The oh. Jimmy Kimmel LA Bowl presented by Stiffle, Stifle. No. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Wiley's Tulsa, the Myrtle Beach Bowl. Like, <laughs> have fun with it. Like, don't go crazy. I mean, you know, we spoke about it. If, you know, play Chris's poopy lines because he'll look at them if they smell play it but i mean there's going to be injuries guys sitting out for the draft declaring transferring who the hell knows i just say focus on the games from december 31st and january 1st and the natty title because even the game on january 4th with lsu and kansas state the texas bowl i'm not too sure (laughs) like there's just too many games and it's all about money it's it's just got to the point where it's it's not fun Um, yeah and this is why i don't know why people aren't more down for the eight to 12 team playoff where we actually have meaningful games where people want to win and knock someone off and there's underdog i don't get like you said yeah who the shit what do they have the heineke bowl was that one the Dave's man Duke's mayonnaise bowl matt (laughs) that's that's yours wasabi bowl Yeah. Cheese it bowl. Yeah, cheese it. Like, so, yeah. I mean, there I I I will admit there's there's a handful of games not on those dates I mentioned that are decent bowls, but the rest of them it's it's just all for you know TV marketing rights, and obviously it brings money to the school. Other than that, these games are meaningless. Chris, anything to add? I mean, I can't think of anything that has more variables than than these bowl games with like Kyle said, guys transferring, guys sitting out for the draft, coaches leaving, motivation, travel. I mean, good yeah. luck trying to handicap so, so many of these. And that's why we fade Den when he plays, because you can't possibly – you're not going to out-information the books on these. There's just no way. Yeah, it's like he's bad enough betting. Uh, we need to look back and check, but his Saturdays last year were better. This year he was really bad on college, and he's doing better NFL. It's always weird how that happens. but. Um, yeah, I mean, it's you've got all these bowls that these people are traveling long and far for, you know, like someone that didn't, is it years past? There's even some in like Hawaii and like the Bahamas and stuff like that. So people are always going flying all the way to a remote island and stuff and probably kids partying and drinking and having a good time. So you never know. Well, Hawaii but, created that bowl. So Hawaii would have a bowl game. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Last thing on college football, and then we'll wrap up the show. This Saturday, Chris, you know what? What's, What's that, on? Father? Army Navy. <laughs> Army it's Navy. Been... You the total at 43, now, all the way down to 34. <laughs> it's in, what, been 14 straight years. One of the best bets in sports for many years now. It has been the under in Army Navy, and Chris is right. This opened at 36, and it is now down to 34, and it's going to be 6-3 at halftime, and it's going to look a lot like that Monday Night Football game you saw last night with 46 runs. I mean, Chris, they can't just make it in the 20s. Like, 
Right. I mean, what are the books supposed to do? Do they just know they're going to take it on the chin on this one? Yeah, I think they're waiting for regression or something. But yeah, uh, it's been years now that I remember this trend a few years ago that someone said it was 12 or 13 years. And I've seen it. I remember seeing it like 41, like five years ago. And then slowly but surely it would open up the next year at 38, 39, 37, 36. Now it's just going lower and lower. It's a, you know, a touchdown. I wouldn't be shocked if it goes under again, if they open it like 34, 33 next year, say, hey, we know it's going to be 17, you know, 10, something like that. So I guess what they're hoping for is that somehow, some way it goes to overtime at right. like 17, 17 or something like that. Or yeah. got even 13, 13 at 26. If you get a couple overtimes in there, like if this thing goes under 34, if that's what it closes at, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, they haven't been very fun game. They are always, hence the low scoring. They're not really high-flying games. I guess, uh, you know, people just like it because it's a cool rivalry. It's kind of like a standalone game, right? When It's it's one of the coolest things in sports. Like, you know, today's December 7th. Today's Pearl Harbor Day. And so you get the Army-Navy game. Like, you get the, man, you get the servicemen in there and the, the crowd. Like, Kyle, it's it's one of the coolest things as a sports fan that you can get to watch. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I prefer watching that over all the bowl games. After. Every other bowl game we mentioned. Yeah, absolutely. And Army's going to a bowl game, right? Yeah. Yeah, there you go. But uh, what's what's the line, Chris? I think I saw, let me look real quick. It's always Army. Oh, my scene. God, it's like seven. I mean, how do you not take Navy in a, in a game like this where you know that they're going to – Oh man, Navy is scum. Didn't they get beat pretty bad last year too? Well, I'd have to go back and look at year-to-year results. I just I expect close, um, just killing each other, and uh, it's going to be awesome to watch. Maybe Navy to the under. Let's go. Does Den ever fire mm-hmm. that? Yeah, Army Army, Army beat Navy. 15 to nothing <laughs> last year. So it wasn't even a game. Uh, it's wow. crazy. So, yeah, that's why I thought it would open lower this year. I mean, it's not, it hasn't even gotten close to the total. Wow. Yeah, no, it's, it, I mean, they they put this in the thirties. It used to be high thirties and, and it just doesn't come close. So, oh my God. so total yards in that game, <laughs> 62 to 117 in favor oh. of Army. <laughs> Think I they guess... punted? They ever punted? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess that's why we love watching it, though. It's so different than everything we typically get. Uh, It really is a special treat. So, all right, let's get out of here. We got another show later this week. We'll talk more NFL when we have hopefully Joe and Neil back on Thursday. Chris, remind everybody what happens sometimes when you bet on poop, like the Thunder when they lose by 70 or Navy or all this other shit. Or the Bears. Or Or the the Huskers basketball, baby. Or the Huskers. You just step in poop. And you just got to roll with it. This is Fade You.